Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. Just call me Is Zion gonna want out soon? Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Josh Banks, and today we are counting down the days until the NBA starts back up officially. Preseason kicks off on the 30th. We only got four days left, and... What better day to talk about the NBA than the start of the week, Monday. We got a lot of things happening. I want to jump into all of the MU Doka news that's been going around. All the reports have been coming out. All of the facts. I want to get to some of the breaking news around the league type information. There's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of um, crazy stuff happening. Uh, disputes on both sides between players and teams. So yeah, we're just going to get into all of that. As always, guys, you know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, CourtsHeat.com. Remember, just search CourtsHeat as we're at. Remember, CourtsHeat NBA for Instagram, CourtsHeat for, in- uh, for Twitter, and for Facebook, it would be CourtsHeat. And for anybody that's still on Tumblr, we're also there. Keep checking us out. We are just growing, and we are just growing to pretty much different areas of basketball, whether that's the gaming side, whether that's the uh, audio side, article side, whatever it is. We're just growing, and we're happy to be growing because, A, it's the NBA, and who wants to miss that? Again, courtsofheat.com, courtsofheat.substack.com, so our substack uh, website um, is where all of our members go. So if you want to have member content, go there. It's the easiest way to get it. You will not be disappointed as we have content coming out of the yin yang everywhere. It is super crazy. Again, you know where to find us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, uh, the website, Courtside Heat, and of course, CourtsideHeat.substack.com. Do not miss it. You will not regret it. And without further ado, let's jump right into today's podcast episode. It's been a very long past couple of weeks. I get the last episode was a few uh, was a couple of weeks ago, maybe like two. Um, I had a vacation in there. I had a lot of time spent to different projects, but I'm happy to be back. It's good to be talking on the mic again. It's happy to have. It's good to have all y'all back. It's great, actually. And I'm just ready to break into our this section, breaking news around the league again. The NBA is back. It, it really is. Media day is today. So on to tomorrow's episode, we're gonna break down media day. I'm gonna highlight the Phoenix Suns unless something major happens within one of the other other 29 teams that have spoken so i'll do a mini recap of that so the time of this recording um it's not going to be covering the toronto raptors which starts 7 a.m but i highly encourage y'all 
to check that out. Sun's right noon. I will be posting updates to what players and coaches have to say. But I highly suggest, highly recommend that y'all tune in to Media Day. We got a lot to dive in, a lot to unpack. Pardon me. Come today, come tomorrow. I am super pumped. NBA is just one more day closer. I guess it's just a preseason, but for a guy that lives off the NBA, this is huge. I don't have to watch any more rerun games. Yep, I am that person. I, I watch rerun games. But I just can't express to you guys how cool it would be to have the NBA again. Wizards Warriors will be the first game on. I'm going to be excited for that game. The reigning champs against the rebuilding Wizards, I guess you can say. Because technically they would be rebuilding. That better not be a finished product. I'll be getting closer and closer to talk about each, of the, each team. Just going through teams in the coming days before this season officially kicks off. Probably on the 29th. Um, real quick. I will be going back on vacation. I'm going back out to California. It's going to be from Friday to Sunday. But I will have many episodes dropping, hopefully, throughout the weekend. So starting Friday to Sunday, maybe Monday, I have many episodes tackling topics from 2K to anything popular from the NBA or even unpopular people really don't want to talk about. I'll cover those in 15, 20, 30, 40 minute episodes. Just detailing that. It will be all on my platforms. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Amazon, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, Rumble. All those good places. But I just want to let you guys know that. And now I'm going to shut about that and move on to the breaking news. So... Should this really be a shock to people? No, not really. But I do respect this player. I, I like this player. It's just salad. That's his career. Markel Fultz is out after suffering a fractured left big toe. The Magic say he does not need surgery. Just time to heal. Look, for the past two years, he's been dealing with a torn ACL, been rehabbing them. I think last season he only played 18 games. I know it was less than that. He was averaging 10 and 5 per game in the games he's have been able to get in. But as a former lottery pick, as a former number one overall, Markel Fultz has just been very underwhelming. And injuries just got the best of his career. Now, I guess he's only 24, but he's been in the league since 2017, has yet to play a healthy season. The most he's ever played was back in 2019, first season with the Magic, and he lost 70, 72 games. Uh, he's just the bust of our first overall pick. I hate to say it, but um, his return timeline's unknown. I would suspect him to be back for the regular season, somewhere around there in the opening week or two, but do not hold me accountable on that. I am just speculating. I am just predicting. But to me, Martel Fultz has just been one of those players that's just been there. Could you blame the team when he got there? Sure. Could you blame the team for a lot of his mistakes? Maybe. 
But you also have the whole accountability on his end. He has a responsibility, and he's just not been upholding that. He's been tanking. A former number one overall pick should not be averaging 10 points per game on his career. And I'm being generous by saying that. I'm not saying he's pulling Anthony Bennett type numbers. I'm just saying that these are not numbers you want to have. And they're not respectable numbers. When you go number one, you're supposed to deliver. You're supposed to pack a punch. And they have the brutal, honest truth. It's just horrific to see him play. He's not the same guy that you saw in college that made people want to go after him, that made teams want to be that first overall pick, and how lucky teams didn't go invest into a guy like him. That would have been very crushing because he's a solid player to certain extents. He's a lottery pick player, but by no means does he... Does he be treated as a former number one pick? It's pretty crazy. Because Philly originally drafted him. And then God, uh, they went over to Orlando. And that's pretty much where he's been at. So, it's pretty crazy when you think about that. But, as Martel Fultz, he's just been injured for his entire career. Never really healthy. So, this should not really come as a surprise. It, it, it's not shocking, but it's saddening because I do feel bad for him because I want to see him thrive. When he's healthy, he's able to produce to the best of his abilities, right? We've never really seen him to shine besides 72 games he had in his first season with the Magic. But again, he's out after suffering a fracture off toe, no surgery. Just time to heal. However, no timeline. My speculation, my prediction, my guess is that he's going to be back before uh, the two-week mark of the regular season of the National Basketball Association. Continuing with the theme of players getting hurt, Keldon Johnson suffers a right shoulder dislocation. Now, even though it sounds that brutal, the Spurs are optimistic that the small four will only miss their preseason, but will be back for the start of the regular season, most likely. That is huge news. I am a huge fan of Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. Why am I a fan of Johnson? Because this is a guy who came in 2019, 9 points, 2020, 13 points, 2021, 17 points. He's obviously getting better in... Last season, he had career numbers, career highs in games played, minutes, points, rebounds, and assists to major categories. He was sliding around between four, uh, 48 percent and 46.6 percent between 2021 and 2020. He did not have any career highs in percentage, but that's all right. Those are still really good numbers. And how old is he? Is he like 24? How old is he? He is 22, even better. He's only 22, averaging 17 per game. Who's getting, who's becoming a mini playmaker, who's able to use his size and physicality to his benefit. So I, I really like this player. I hype him up. The reason why he does not get much attention a lot of the times because he plays for uh, Greg Popovich and the Spurs, right? 
they're just a tanking mess. We saw that through them giving out many players, including DeJounte Murray, who went to the Atlanta Hawks, which I still believe is going to be a great backcourt with him and Trey Young. I really do believe that. Like, wholeheartedly do I believe that. Without a shadow of a doubt. That hurts for Kellen Johnson. Now, I do believe Johnson is going to be able to rebound. I don't think it's going to affect him statistically. I don't think it's going to affect his impact on the team in any shape, form, or fashion. I believe that 100%. So, we have a, like, a, we don't have a concrete timetable, but we do have a timetable that shows us, okay, he's going to be able to play, not then, but then, if that makes sense. So he can't play now, but he can play then. If that makes sense to everyone. Now, getting away from injuries, you do have... Oh, I'm going to blotch his last name. Here we go. We have Jordan Nora. Nora? Nora? N-W-O-R-A. Nora? Nora? No, no. Hold on. Jordan Narwa? Dwarwa? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The what? The water one? Uh, oh, okay. So, I, I can't say his... Um, I, I really can't say his last name. Wow, it's... It's kind of sad. Hold on. Yeah, I was trying to see if I can like translate it. Or just like Nora. No. Nora. Hold on. Nora. Nora. Okay. Thank you. So Jordan Nora, sorry that I cannot pronounce certain words and those, of course, are won the words. That had to be some guy's last name. But yeah, so Jordan Nora agreed to re-sign with the Milwaukee Bucks on a two-year, $6.2 million deal. He was actually one of the remaining uh, restricted free agents. He was one of the few restricted free agents left on the NBA market, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, what is really what, what are really your options? Like, you just stay. Because this is a guy only averaging 7 points per game. Now, 2025 points. 2021, 8 points. And he's and he had a huge increase in, in those 62 games he played. That's a 32 game of bonus. He got more games. He was able to play more games. A 10 minute increase. He increased in points. He, he did decrease in field goal percentage, but still shooting 40.3%. But it's down from like 45.9, or if you're going to round up to 46%. He went up 1.6, had a 1.6 increase in rebounds, and a point increase in assists. All things being considered, that is really, really good. So, Jordan Oram, getting what he deserves, two years, 6.2, so he making 3.1 per year. I have no idea if that's guaranteed money. I would suspect yes. Or at least partially guaranteed, because it's not that much money. In the NBA world, 
6.2 million on a multi-year deal, not a lot of money. It's like a robbery. Now in the real world, yeah, it's a lot of money. If I ever make 6.2 million, I I would not know what to do with that money. See, I, I just don't have those. I, I guess I don't have that luxury. I don't know. But yeah, Jordan Nora, he's getting paid top-notch money, especially for playing two years in the NBA. And did he win a championship? Wait a minute, 2021. I I don't know why uh, my brain just cut out. But I think Jordan Nora won a championship in his rookie season. Uh, hold on. Yeah, in his rookie season, or at least, so he didn't play in 2020, which was when he was drafted, but his rookie season came with the box on a professional squad. So his rookie season with the box, he won a championship. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He got to play 30 games, locked himself a championship through Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Milton, Drew Holiday, and all of those fabulous guys that I extremely hate because, they, of course, I had to stop a mud hole in my Phoenix Suns. I hate Mike Boonholzer. I hate Bobby Portis. I hate Dante DiVincenzo. I hate everyone. As you guys can tell, I'm not a very nice person. I am pretty much a jerk to anyone else that is not a fan of the Phoenix Suns. I don't care if it's the preseason, regular season, postseason, or even the offseason, for crying out loud. I, I'm pretty sure I'm a jerk most of the time when people disagree about my takes with the Phoenix Suns. Like if you're from the Warriors or any opposing team and you try to comment on my Phoenix Suns, you best believe I'm just about to shut you down become the biggest jerk ever. Now, I'm going to win those debates 9 to 10 at a time, or those conversations, or arguments, or whatever you want to label them as. Either way, I win. Whether we see eye to eye on that, I'm winning. I'm winning. But yeah. Um, so, 2021 was not a great year for me. So, like, 2020 was a great year for me. And since basketball, I got to see the Suns rise. Go to the Fox 2021. Then... All that stuff happened. It was, it's a very complicated journey. It's a very complicated relationship I have right now. But yeah, Jordan Nora has agreed to re-sign with the Milwaukee Bucks on a two-year, $6.2 million deal. <sighs> so you guys know how he's just talking about the Phoenix Suns and my complicated relationship? Well, rip my heart out because, of course... Jay Crowder probably got upset that one of two things happened, or both of these things happened with the Phoenix Suns. They did not give him a new contract. They disrespected him by not giving him a new contract that allowed him to contend for a starting position. And they're not probably not going to let him do all caps again when he's tweeting or when he's on social media. Even though he already removed his uh, Instagram account. Did he ever, did he ever like, um, re-upload his Instagram account? I don't think so. I don't think Boss Man's still up there. Let me check for y'all. Yeah, Boss Man's not there anymore. Even if you put in Crowder, he's not there. Gerard dude's named Crowder. But yeah, um, so there's just been this whole debacle. This whole, like, cryptic thing around Jay Crowder. You can never know what's going on in the minds of Phoenix Suns. Like, James Jones. That whole... 
organization is just very quiet, very sneaky. And same with Jay Crowder. He's just a lot more cryptic. But now he's just come out and just say he doesn't want to play for the Phoenix Suns anymore. So at first he was cryptic, and then he was just blind, like, I don't want to play. Then he started liking posts, like tweets, of of referring to the Heat, applying for the Heat. And these could be like random accounts or like professional accounts, whatever it was. If it had to do with the Heat or a different team not involving the Phoenix Suns, oh, best believe he was liking that. And of course, two years into, into his free year, 30-something million dollar contract. Oh, it's just 30 million dollars, but whatever. To his three-year contract. He's on an expiring contract. He's like, you know what? I feel disrespected. I won out. Bye-bye. I'm going to go JaVale McGee route. And just so y'all know, I respect the heck out of both these players. I have nothing but respect and love for both of them. Um, It killed me when JaVale left. It just did. I like JaVale a lot. And of course, um, he won his starting role, the Mavericks Offerment. And of course, we lost him. But I still got still got busy in DA, so that works. Yay. <laughs> but we still got Jock Lindell. Woohoo! Um, yeah, Jay Cryer just went the JaVel McGee route. So. Where do the Suns hold back a contract from? Maybe, maybe not. But my understanding is this. Jay Crowder felt real disrespected. He's like, if y'all ain't going to give me a, to at least get to contention for a star role, and you just automatically can give it to Cam, then I'm leaving. I'm going to pack my bags and I'm going to leave. I don't care. I don't care if y'all think that I'm just being petty and whatnot, that I'm not just finishing out my contract. I want to go back to heat. I want to go back to a team that's going to give me a contract that still value me. Then he came out with a whole tweet about feeling disrespect and not feeling valued. Hold on, I'm going to pull this thing up. I I like that I retweet. I just retweeted. But this is what he said yesterday at 2.51 p.m. Ready? This isn't all caps. I'm not going to scream to you. One must seek work where he is wanted, where he is needed. I am thankful for what these past two years have taught me. Now I must take on another challenge with continued hard work and dedication. For those of you who closed the door on me, excuse me, who closed the door on me, thank you. 99 back soon. If y'all click on quote quote tweets right now, guess who who guess who quoted? Guess who? And maybe y'all already saw this. It was John Moran. He used two emojis. And the emojis were back soon. So arrow point back. And then uh, the forward emoji that symbolizes soon. But it says back soon. And he legit did that like what? 44 minutes later after that tweet was sent. And he already played back. He already played on the Grizzlies once. So when John Moran got his first win on Memphis, I believe Jay Crowder hit the game winner. So they have some relationship, they have some chemistry, they have some bond already established. And there's, there's like links to the Miami Heat, to the Memphis Grizzlies, but there's a lot of speculation. 
And people saw, well, if we get Bojan Dominovich, maybe we can give up Landry Shaman. Maybe we give up a draft pick. Maybe we give up Jay Crowder. But people were honestly thinking that Jay was going to be gone. That Shaman was going to be gone that deal before Kelly Olenek and Saban Lee was traded to Utah in exchange for Detroit, the Pistons, to get back um, uh, Bogdanovich. And look, real quick, I'm just going to say straight up, do I like Bogdanovich? Yes and no. He's a 33-year-old that's on an expiring contract worth $18 million, who can't really play defense. He would not upgrade the position. You would have just would have given the role back to Crowder because Crowder's better than Bogon. But whatever. I get people are all up in the air, all mad. Does I it really does not I really didn't like him that much anyways for him. I like John Collins better. I discussed this fully on a podcast episode not too long. I discussed my take on I discussed my reasoning. I like John Collins better. I just do. I do not want Jordan Clarkson or Bogdanovich. Now, now we can, but I don't want any of those guys from the Jazz. I'd rather have the Atlanta Hawks uh, forward John Collins. Straight up, no questions asked. I love the guy who can body a man, play physically, and offer some of the same elements that Crowder had. But, so those are some of my feelings. But now I'm going to get to the breaking news because that's a little more important. But it goes off with the tweet because that was in response to this. Jay Crowder and the Phoenix Suns have agreed to him and his representation to seek out a trade as the veteran will not be showing up to training camp. And we kind of already knew that because Jay Crowder tweeted and deleted his tweet uh, that, he, that was looking I think... Rackin, Rankin, someone, sorry, I'm blanking on a name, posted about all the stuff the Phoenix Suns are going to have to go through, what we're going to be seeing for the training camp, all that stuff. And then, uh, Bossman over here tweeted and deleted that he wasn't going to show up, the 99 wouldn't be there, the 99 won't be there. So, we had that going, so that's just ripping our hearts out even more. And while I'm very grateful for his time, I got nothing against him. It just bites a bit because it's like, really? I like Crowder. Now, there's a whole debate. Should Cam really get the starting position over Crowder? I, I ain't going to discuss that right now. I'll discuss it probably on Tuesday, probably on um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Because remember, I'm going on vacation, so I'm going to make these things count. And I'm going to have all these many episodes running so I'm probably gonna have that Aaron on the weekend for y'all because I want to get that out because I believe that's pretty important because I'm gonna explain to you why Cam is better than Jane why he's ready I'm gonna tell you why why he just deserves it and I guess some people are gonna be like Cam doesn't deserve it. I guess some people are gonna be like Cam does deserve it I'm just gonna give you my honest opinion I'm going to give you the cold, stone-cold facts, the hard truths, and I'm just going to tell you how it is. Because normally I'm not wrong when it comes to this type of stuff. But yeah, that's going to be like a 15, 20, 30-minute uh, debrief and just going to get it all out. But I'm going to answer that question. Who should have started? 
Cam or Jay, was Johnson ready to be a starter? Is he ready? Like, I mean, I'm going to answer all of that. I'm going to answer it all. But, yes, there's all this different stuff. But now we know. And we knew Crowder was going to leave. We knew Suns were not going to be able to make amends. We knew. And then there was all these different factors. But we just knew how last postseason ended for the Suns and how the offseason went for the Suns with Crowder and all his cryptic messages on Instagram, on Twitter. But then, of course, now deleting his social media account, hopping on Twitter, liking tweets, um, and then just being blunt. Yeah. He's following the same route of JaVale McGee. Can you blame him? No. He wants to win a ring. I don't blame him. Maybe, maybe he doesn't want to do a Phoenix if he's not feeling wanted. Now, he was wanted here, but the Suns just have to go to biz for themselves. They believe that Cam was better. And he's going to be better suited for that role than Crowder. And Crowder did not want, and his productivity was already diminishing. How many shots he was taking was diminishing. How many points game was diminishing. Just as statistically, he was diminishing. But he still has a lot of things. And what, what, what hurts about losing Crowder, because we are going to lose Crowder. They've already agreed to that. But so what hurts about losing Crowder is that he was that gritty, gutty, physical, get up in y'all grill type player that allowed defenses to soar with him in it. Why? Because he was doing things that teams that win championships do defensively. I hope that makes sense. So he was the guy that got the rebounds, that got in your face, that did all that stuff. He did that stuff, and it worked. He did time and time again, it worked. When he wasn't battling injury or wasn't an off night, he was doing it. He was a pretty good three-point shooter, too. Like, he could take catch and shoot or off the dribble shots. That's just a fact. I saw the man do it, especially when it was in rhythm, especially when it was in his element, his groove, whatever you want to call it. So it does hurt to lose, to lose him. We are going to lose him. And people are like, well, we have no more leverage. To be honest, I don't think we had any leverage in the first place. But this guy is coming off on an expiring contract. Could you dump him off to Memphis? I love to know what you cannot, could get out of there. I'm trying to think. With the heat, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm going to put together trade packages. I have not yet. But there is some speculation on who you can get. I would love to see Jay Crowder moved before um, start training camp or before training camp ends, before October 17th, I love for him to get traded. I think it is going to happen. Uh, you, you just have to embrace it now. It pains me to say that, but you just got to embrace it. It's fact. It's legit fact. I don't think you can change that. You can't change it. You can't make amends. The Suns already gave him permission with his representation, with his agent. So it's like, huh. Yeah, we're here now. But yeah, just to reiterate the news, I know I'm jumping everywhere, but Crowder, Suns, agreed to him and his representation to seek out a trade as the veteran will not be showing up to training camp. Already foreshadowed by the vet, but now it's confirmed publicly. So yeah, that was great. 
Still can't believe we're going to be losing them. That, that's tough. But what can you do? But I don't know. Would you rather lose your player, your agent, veteran, or would you rather lose your head coach? I don't know. But the Celtics fan right now are probably just getting destroyed. They're probably just being split right now because Amy Udoka, we already know he's suspended for the entire season, but his coaching days for the Boston Celtics could be over. So, from a basketball standpoint, it's gonna it's gonna bite not having him for the entire season. But you're gonna have Joe Mazzala. Mazzala? Yeah, I think that's how you say his name. Joe Mazzala. I'm just gonna say Joe. So you're gonna have the assistant head you're gonna have the assistant head coach, the assistant coach turn interim head coach for the entire 2022-23 season because of what came out against Emi Udoka. And these are just not random accusations made by a female employee, by a female staffer. No, so here, I'm going to break this down. So topic of the day, Emi Udoka coaching the Celtics could be long gone. So Emi Udoka was suspended for the entire 22-23 season. It was found out that Emi Udoka had an improper relationship with a female staff member. Um, some people within the organization knew in July, however, they believed it to be consensual. Um, it actually turns out that Emi Udoka said unwanted comments towards her. She, she then accused him of said comments. That led the team to launching an internal investigation and had set interviews to go deeper into that. And then the internal investigation found all of this out. And this is how and this was reported to the Celtics. Now, while Joe, uh, Joe Mazzola, Mazzola is filling in, was given the job as interim head coach for the entire season, the Celtics gave no assurance to the head coach regarding his coaching stats beyond the suspension. So this could be a thing where they're like, okay, here we go. You messed up. We gave you a suspension. You're done. You're out of here. See ya. Sorry, big boy. You're gone. You're no longer working for this franchise. And that's totally within the legal rights of the Celtics to do that. There's also saying that they can't. Because the man violated their code of conduct. They violated their policy. So this is tough. And there's so many more details that I could go into with this. From what Matt Barnes said to what other credible sources said. That are on Twitter, that are on social media, that are reporting this. Uh, with their own sources and whatnot. But you get the main idea. So this dude, whoever once thought had a casual normal relationship with a female, however, it turned sideways, he said some stuff to her, we don't know what he said, but it was enough to have an internal investigation launched against him and launched into him in his con uh, comments, and now this is landing him without a job. Now, do not feel bad for Amy Udoka, because there are teams looking to see if he's becoming available and maybe will make a run for him to try to sign him to try to hire him for their own head coaching position, depending on who becomes available. And now no teams were named, but 
and it will be interesting. So that's what Woj was saying. That's what Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN was saying. So he's going to have a job. Whether he comes back to Celtics or not, he's going to have a job. That is without question. But this is going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Because the Celtics could be affected. He, this was a former guy on... This is a former assistant coach on the Brooklyn Nets who accepted a job with the Celtics, who turned around this team, got one in line, and now these players have to step up and definitely, above and beyond, like Buzz Lightyear would say, to try to make it back to the postseason while pushing all that noise. And I find this really interesting. Because now it's like, okay, what are you going to do without your top-notch head coach? Because you go from Brad Stevens to Emmy Udoka, which was a great hire, which was a great transition. But now it's like, okay, now you're going to go to some guy named Joe. And for the longest time, Joe is just like an assistant coach. So he's now just filling as interim head coach. Now, could he turn out? Yes. Because you do have Robert Williams. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Al Horford, all those guys. Mike, Marcus Smart. Like, you have a loaded roster. This is chemistry built. This is a team with built-in chemistry, with built-in talent, with built-in skill. And they're efficient. They're credible to that. They've proven that. They made it to the finals last season. Last postseason. Like, the only thing that stopped was the Warriors. And it was the Warriors who had the greatest team ever. Ever. Like, you're not going to be able to outbeat that. It's not. It's why they're able to get past the Mavericks. Why are they able to get past all these different teams? The Nuggets, the Mavericks, every team. And then, whoever they went up against, I don't know, I don't care. But they beat the Celtics. So, I'm out. Like, Celtics took, like, what? 2-0 lead? They were up. 2-1 lead? Either way, they, they lost 4-2. Like, they won free... Like, the Golden State Warriors won free straight against him. Like, ha, Steph Curry's like, okay, I'm just going to win my fourth championship now. Same with Draymond, same with Clay, same with all these guys. And also, real quick, Andre Iguodala, confirmed on his podcast, he's coming back for last season. He said, you know what, Steph, I'm coming back for one more. Retirement season, peace out, y'all. Swing our ring. Pretty much what he said. I have no idea. He, he accepted verbally that he'll re-sign, but nothing contractually. To bring him back to the team, yeah, who's publicly. So yeah, but Amy Udoka. So we could see him on a different team, coaching a different team. His coaching days for Boston could be over because Brad Stevens, the owner, all that stuff. It just seems like you're not buying into. It. Just not going to give him that second chance because they get no reassurance. They get no assurance. Maybe just trying to scare him a bit, like. Hey, you messed up real bad. There are consequences to that. And now you're going to have to sink throughout the entire season. This is what you did. You may not be coming back. And now there's going to be a lot of unknowns. Now, Emi Udoka is a very good head coach. He's a very good coach who can get through to players and transition teams who are bad, good, great, right? So he's got no problem getting onto another team. It's just you kind of squandered. Your opportunity for a lifetime for coaching the Celtics, make it to the finals, and actually having a legit championship contended team. Because now you could just be going for like the Houston Rockets, I was a Steve Silas.
right or other guys like that who may be on the hot seat. I don't know. Uh, Pistons are fine with Dwayne Casey. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? Wizards? Yeah, they're, it could be fine. I don't know. All I know is that this man's in hot water right now. He's got a lot more issues than basketball right now. He has a wife. I don't know if he's children, but he, but he disrupted his family. So his personal life may be a mess right now. His basketball life is a mess right now. He's not being a coaching. I don't know if this could be more vacation time for him or not, but it still hurts. He's not going to be able to coach, but um, actions have consequences, good or bad. And for him, an internal investigation was launched against him, and that would happen. I thought it would, oh, and there's always going to be a hefty fine, but I thought it was just going to be when we're all speculating. I thought it was just going to be for five to seven months. It's going to be like a 500 k fine, $500,000 fine, stuff like that. No, no, it was a whole season. I didn't. I was going to say a whole season. I just didn't want to overreact. I'm like, I didn't know how severe this was going to be. I didn't know how messy it was going to be. Because Matt Barnes said it was a hundred times messier than what we saw it was. However his verbiage was. But that's what it was implying. That was like the gist of it. That's like what the main point of this thing was. Because there were certain guys like Barnes who apologized for defending Udoka when all this stuff came out. Because at first it was like, oh, it was a, it was against code of conduct. It was an improper relationship while consensual. It, it violated. Then it's like, it was like, yo, this dude made improper uh, comments. Like, just made on one comments towards her. I guess it made her feel uncomfortable or something. But something happened where she's like, yo, uh, this dude, this head coach, Amy over here, he's just being super, uh, he's just being super creepy right now. He, he's getting a little too much over here. I need you guys to check into this. They check into it. Bang, bada, boom. Next thing you know, he's um, now on the hot seat out. Um, so there's a lot. But here's the thing. I would say there's a lot to take in. But it's pretty simple as new uh, accusations come out, as new details come out. He had... An improper relationship with a female. The one against her code of conduct. It's done for the season. The investigation found that very clear. Um, and that's that. He may be not coaching for the Celtics anymore. He may be coaching a different team. Who knows? Like, who knows? Crazy. But I think he... Uh, but me personally, I think his days are over. I see there is still like a forty percent chance, unless something new comes out, something more severe comes out, and Yudoka can't return because Celtics won't allow him. They're like, yeah, no, you're not coming. They're putting their foot down. So I can see that. So it's gonna be very interesting. But between me and you, I think that he's going to be fired after suspension. I was going to let that, I was going to let that suspension play out. And you're going to fire him a few days afterwards. And then, it, it's always going to lead to him being fired. I couldn't think of a scenario to where he comes back. So I think in the end, he gets fired. He does not come back. And he goes to a new team. 
to what that new team is, I do not know. Because majority of the basketball teams are set. Like, Darvin Ham, he's at the Lakers. Ty Lue with the Clippers. Um, Suns, Monty Williams. Uh, Warriors, Steve Kerr. Grizzlies, got their coach down blanking on. Hornets, they got a new coach. I don't know why they fired the original one, but they did. Raptors, they got their coach. Jazz, they got their coach. Who is ironically a former Celtic coach. Uh, 76ers, I've got their coach. Nets, got their coach. Magic, eh, maybe, maybe not. Thunder, got their coach. Nuggets, obviously got their coach. Kings, got their coach. Lakers, already said. Trailblazers, already got their coach. I couldn't see them getting done with Chauncey that fast. Uh, Timberwolves, got their coach. Heat, got their coach. Pelicans, got their coach. Bulls, got their coach. Because they got Donovan. Billy Donovan. Cavs got their coach. 76ers got their coach. Pacers got Rick Hall Unless they really want to move off of him. See, so... Hawks, name a million. Unless they're like, oh, we're not filming with Nate anymore. Mike Boonholzer, but yeah, see... So, I don't know. Spurs? Could that be like a replacement for Greg Popovich? Maybe. But I don't know. I, I do not know. I think it would be a win for Spurs if Amy, but I'm not too sure. But I think his coaching days are done, at least for the Celtics. I don't think Celtics are going to, I like to be afraid, rehire him. Sorry, he's not fired, but I don't think they're just going to be like, oh, here you got back your job, suspension over. I think they're legit going to go through the suspension and then give him a hefty fine and then fire his booty. I think that's just how it's going to be. I think it is going to be that way. That's my opinion. There's no other facts that came out, no other stuff that came out that would be like worth diving into, like for severity and more context. But if it does come tomorrow, I'll tweet about it. I'll retweet it. I'll talk about it on the podcast for sure. But I think that's all we got. And without further ado, guys, that's all I got for today's podcast episode. We've covered it with Emmy Udoka. We covered it with Jay Crowder. We went through some injuries featuring Johnson, all those other guys. And Jordan Ora was able to sign his contract. And I found out he won a championship in his rookie season. So that is really all interesting. And without further ado, guys, I will be signing off. I got nothing else to say. I'll see y'all Tuesday morning, or y'all listen to me on Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Remember where you guys can find us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Courtsy.com, Courtsy.substack.com, and all that good stuff. You guys do not want to miss it. You guys will be out of luck if you do miss it. It will bite or sting if you miss my podcast. There's so much good material in there, so much good content. Media days today. Do not miss it. Toronto Raptors start 7 a.m. And we just keep on going until all the teams are done. Main one, Phoenix Suns are 12. I care less for all the other ones. But I'll tune in. I'll report it. So with that being said, I'm going to rock out. I'll catch y'all later. See y'all. Yeah, see y'all Tuesday. Until then, I will see y'all later. Peace out.